awesome with Allison and Eric too. And Spike. (laughs) I'm Allison and our only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen. Whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, or learning something new and helpful, we hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome than you did before. I want to welcome you to episode 71. So much fun. Thank you. That actually was super accurate. This is, aww, because this is our last episode from the Super Duper Fly podcast tour. See, I have just loved these episodes so much. First off, they were so much fun to go and to do and to interact with all of the people in the cities. And then also getting to interview such amazing people was so much fun. But then also I had just as much fun listening to them again because I didn't remember anything that we had said. This one's really funny. Uh, I love this one specifically because we are talking to my sister, my one and only sister, Andrea Faulkner-Williams of Tubby Todd, which is, uh, she is the founder and owner of an all-natural bath soap company. And so we do talk about that. But mostly what we talk about in this episode is how to choose your thoughts so you can win at life. And I would say that Andrea is winning at life. That's a fair statement. Yeah, she's she's pregnant with her fourth baby. She was pregnant on the tour. Be sure to go to my Instagram at The Allison Show because I am posting the dance move that Andrea taught everybody. And the other thing I really love about this episode is how hard Eric laughs in it. Like you, you get like a sneak peek into like how hard Eric can laugh where he starts like crying and wheezing. Like I'm a real boy. <laughs> well, normally only like your friends from high school make you laugh that hard, but there were certain things we were talking about with Andrea that made you laugh that hard too. That's pretty good. And it, it felt like a real victory. But you're not only going to laugh in this episode and get to try to um, figure out whose voice is whose, because my sister and I sound very similar. You're also going to get Andrea's really, really insightful, really fun tips for um, how she chooses her thoughts throughout the the day to help her win at life. And I just want to touch on this concept of choosing your thoughts is so often we feel like our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions, um, even the circumstances of our life are outside of our control. And in the last couple of years, I've had a really big shift. And in the last year specifically, I've had a really big shift between this idea of controlling and micromanaging our thoughts and being aware of our thoughts. And even in the time between us doing this podcast episode and this podcast episode airing, so three, four months maybe, I've even delved into this further, this idea of it's not that we should try to control our thoughts. It's not that we are micromanaging our thoughts all day. I'm not ever trying to add more to-dos to your list. It's that we're being aware of what we're thinking. How do you feel about that? I feel so good about it. Thanks for asking. No, but we're not aware of what we're thinking most of the time. That's true. And we have our feelings that will arise from what we're thinking. And so often I have to stop and say, why am I feeling this panic or why am I feeling this discomfort and realize I have certain thoughts around a situation. Mm -hmm. And that's truly what Awesome On Demand is all about. My membership program, it's helping you like shift your thoughts and be more aware of your thoughts. And it's truly what all of our podcasts are about. 
out. Mm-hmm. It's calling awareness to your thoughts. And so I love the perspective that Andrea gives us in this episode. Now, we did all of these episodes in partnership with Alaska Airlines. And you have listened to me talk about how amazing Alaska Airlines is. They really are the best. And now we are going to give you the opportunity. Yes, you are beautiful listeners at home. The opportunity to win two round flight vouchers from Alaska Airlines. They fly all over the country and they also fly to Hawaii. And all you have to do to win those tickets is to do exactly what I was just talking about. Share a thought shift, an idea, or something that you have learned. I mean, it would be great if it was from the last uh, like five podcast episodes, the getting clear about the direction of your life, but it doesn't have to be. But something that you have learned about getting clear about the direction of your life, about changing your thoughts, or about feeling as awesome as you are from this podcast. And all you have to do is you can share that with us on Instagram, in your feed, or in Instagram stories, and tag at The Allison Show and at Alaska Air. And Nichelle and I are going to be in my stories trying to catch as much as we can. Now, are we going to be able to catch it all when you tag us? No. So over the next week, you can share multiple times if you want, if you want to make sure that we see it. And we are going to randomly select one person who shares something that they've learned from the podcast and tags at the Allison Show and Alaska Air to win two round trip vouchers from Alaska Air. So fun. So lucky. Thank you. Okay. So I really hope you guys jump in on that. Partnering with Alaska Airlines was truly, truly amazing. And I get to feel like Oprah giving you guys flights to not only get clear about the direction of your life, but then to go somewhere and take action on that direction, whether it's relaxing or getting tickets so that you can come to a conference you want to go to. I'm really excited to offer that to you guys. Now let's hop on into it. Episode 7. 71, How to Choose Your Thoughts So You Can Win at Life with my gorgeous sister, Andrea Faulkner-Williams, and we were in Seattle for this, and Seattle was so much fun. You can hear what an amazing audience they are. And I need to welcome to the stage my sister, the one and only Andrea Faulkner-Williams. No fighting. No fighting. Bring it, bring it, hit it. No fighting. Shakira, Shakira. That she could dance like this She make a man wanna speak Spanish Como se llama Shakira, Shakira Oh baby, when you talk Okay, Andrea, we're so excited that you're here So (laughs) Brother-in-law Brother-in-law So Andrea and I actually tried to record a podcast episode once, but what happened? Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. (laughs) Do you know what happened? That was a long night. Well, I think we got into a sister fight. We're not going to do that tonight, though. We we're promised not. our mom. <laughs> That's why we have a moderator. Yeah. Also, um, Jody Moore is a life coach, and so we're like, if we have any problems, we'll just bring yeah, Jody we'll on bring Jody <laughs> and her sister Lindsay up. <laughs> they can mediate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, our voices sounded too similar in the recording, so we tried to edit it, but you couldn't ever tell who was talking. Was well, because so we were just talking on top of each other, and then eventually we're like, no, this is Andrea. No, this is Allison telling this story, and it was just like the most awkward recording you've ever heard. So we're really excited for round two, <laughs> and that you it's all going to be better this time. Yeah, that you all get to be a part of it. But like I said, 
I only chose guest, and I'm not biased because she's my sister. I probably sometimes can't see all of her amazingness because I am her sister, right? We can overlook it in people that we love and know the, the most. And as I thought about who I wanted to have us um, share their thoughts and feelings about how to change your thoughts to get better results, Andrea has built the most incredible, beautiful life. She has amazing, um, an amazing relationship with her husband. She has a business that she runs called Tubby Todd. Any Tubby Todd fans? And we got some up front. Thank you, everyone. She has people that work with her, that love her. She, I think, again, another good indicator of does this person have integrity? Is this someone we want to learn from? Is people who have relationships with her continue relationships with her? It's just been really incredible. We're 17 months, 18, 17? 17 months apart. We're 17 months apart. Yeah. And Allison's 17 months older. Everyone wants to know that always. Oh, yeah. I know you can hardly tell. I know. Um, she, she's a lot older than I am. Yeah, <laughs> just the 17 months. It's been really incredible to watch her build this business and build her family. And like she said, she is currently pregnant with baby number four. four. Yeah. Is that a bad idea? Too late. Too late. What? I said, is that a bad idea? Too late. Yeah, yeah, we're, late. we're in. We're doing it. So, Andrea, I'm just so excited to talk to you because I know that having babies, building businesses, being married, trying to feed people, trying to feed yourself, trying to sleep, getting out of bed in the morning, all of these things are difficult. It's so hard. Yeah, so hard. And you're doing them so well and so Thank right. Thank you. Yeah. And I want to talk about how choosing better thought can yield better results. Okay, first off, what happens when someone invites you to be on a podcast tour and then tells you that they're going to wear this? What do you wear? That's the question. <laughs> like, I'm like, the other guests don't look exactly like you. But anyways, so let's just say that. Um, also, then when someone invites you to be on their podcast and tells you, and I want you to talk about choosing your thoughts while you're pregnant with your fourth child. So there's yeah. the other thing. That's why this is going to be good. This is what big sisters do to you. Yeah. But, um, so what was the question? I don't know. Okay. This <laughs> <laughs> is going well so far. Just, I want to hear your ideas about that. What have you learned about choosing thoughts? And I think first off, even that concept of choosing yeah, thoughts. Yeah, we have a choice. That, that there is a choice. Yeah. I just want to hear, you know, you So I feel like in our lives, every single day, we have 50% of our day that is uncontrollable, right? We have our jobs. I got to the airport this morning and I parked at the wrong terminal. So I'm like sweating with my bags and I'm pregnant walking across, you know, the San Diego airport to the other terminal. Those are things that are uncontrollable. Our relationships with other people, we can't control their um, actions. But the other half of our life are things that we can control. So like, how do we take care of ourselves? What do we eat? How much sleep do we get? How much exercise do we get? Um, do we meditate? Do we spend time like, you know, talking to a higher power or a scripture study or whatever it is it's a form of meditation for you. Those are the things that are controllable. I feel like as I've gotten older, I've come to know the things that are controllable for me. And then I'm coming to understand how to let go of the uncontrollables. And that's when I've found the most happiness in my thoughts. And a lot of it as women, especially in your 20s, 30s, 40s, has to do with your hormones and the changing of not having children and nursing a baby or um, maybe miscarrying, those things. Those are controllables that although they might feel 
feel uncontrollable at the time, there are so many things we can do to approach them. And I've realized, especially through this fourth pregnancy, I've suffered a lot in my pregnancies with prenatal depression. And um, I've been so grateful to kind of have these four times to try to see what I can do to approach the situation to the best of my capability. And then from there, really live with those thoughts that come and let go of the uncontrollable ones. I love that. I love the idea of waking up in the morning and just having the conscious awareness of there are going to be things that I can control today and there are going to be things that I can't control today. And I feel it's almost like throughout the day as something pops up because I tend to think that I can control everything. Yeah. Well, no, I From inside my head. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. We have that in common. Yeah. I don't know where we got it. Our mom. I was yeah. just going to say, I, I like how you talked about, we all can choose like what we do in the morning or during the day to, to uh, kind of prepare you for the day. I call this like creating a moment of clarity, which has been essential in my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's changed what I've done. But it's, sometimes it's like I used to get up really early and go on a walk and listen to stuff or just think about things. That didn't work, so I don't like waking up that early. And then, um, and then it used to be like meditating for a while. I still meditate, but the one that I'm doing now is I go for a walk with Spike and I go at 9.30. His dog. Yeah, with my, yeah Spike's my dog. And, um, and I just walk this park and, and in a circle and I listen to like podcasts or I listen to books and just think about stuff. But that's like when I, when I think about choosing my thoughts for the day, if I don't have that moment or don't like really, mm. it's, it's, you have to have that moment of clarity to like have the vision of like my thoughts today are going to be this. And it's really easy when I'm so busy with work and the nanny gets to the house and it's like my turn to, to start work, to be like, I've got so much to do. I just want to go down to my studio and work. My days are noticeably better when I actually have that time for myself. Yeah, and that you've, noti- you've noticed that is what you need to do. That's like the responsibility that you've taken on for you. Because yeah. your moment of clarity, it might be super different than mine, Oh, yeah, right? and it changes. Mine, like, yeah. Mine's changed so much. Yeah. But that, but that makes my thoughts throughout the day like have a standard or... Because if you don't have a vision of what you want, there's no way to... It, it'll just wander. It's like your thoughts need... You have to like really work to control your thoughts. Right, yeah. yeah. I love that. And what I'm taking away is essentially the idea of fighting for that moment of clarity every day. Right. And not to make it like more violent or dramatic than it needs to be, but... Sometimes it needs to be. Sometimes it, it, feels, it, sometimes it does feel like a fight, right? Yeah. yeah. I love that. Okay. So how do you manage negative thoughts? What have you learned about negative thoughts and what's your process for those? Yeah. Um, so growing up, I was really aware of negative thoughts, you know, about my body or about other people, about myself, just, you know, like when you go to a social situation and you come home and list in your mind all the things that you said, not that any of us ever did that, that you shouldn't have said. (laughs) And I created, I read somewhere once that you can create a physical action that you do that's private that nobody else knows. So I have one. It's secret. Nobody knows it. And it's like you could rub your fingers together or go like this on your legs, whatever it is that, that will change your mind and, and erase that that thought. And that's what I did for years, like probably 10 or 15 years. When I would have a negative thought, I would immediately dismiss like, it. Like did, time to get rid of it. How did you learn this? Like I know this is I so read it, I didn't know that. Um, for my fellow Latter-day Saint missionaries, I read it in a talk called Lock Your Heart. Oh. And it's about missionaries who are perving on other missionaries and how not to. <laughs> <laughs> where the idea originated from. Took it on my own. I was not perving on any other missionaries. Don't worry. You did not tell me that part of the story. Well, you didn't ask. I love how your example is to rub your leg. Yeah. (laughs) Now you're perving. 
I, the first one I gave was your fingers like this. Uh, yeah, so I did that for years. And recently, as I have started to a lot to listen a lot of Jody Moore and Brooke Castillo, and um, I work with Lindsay and Jody's sister Natalie as a life coach, I've thought a lot about my thoughts. And um, I think dismissing them right away is kind of like a quick fix diet, right? Where it might work for a little bit, but that thought's going to come back to you. And really, it's my responsibility now to decide if that thought is something that I want to have. Maybe I let it resonate with me and um, I decide, I'm curious about it and decide if it's something that I want to live with me forever. And as I've started to do that, I have started to really be able to change my thought patterns. Yeah. Um, and I'm not mad at myself and I don't regret the years that I spent doing my quick fix. Well, I think even having that level of awareness, like this is a negative thought. Right. Lots of times we don't bring awareness to our thoughts and it's just like, this is reality. This is truth. I'm going to act on these feelings and these ideas. Right. And so I think that that speaks to like a really high level of emotional intelligence, even at a really young age, that being aware of your thoughts, I think, is the first step. Yeah. I just really feel like, and we're going to talk about this a little bit more, that everyone should love me and that everything should feel really cozy and wonderful around me. <laughs> a hard expectation for my husband every single day, day in, day out, Brian. But um, he does a really nice job living up to it. I really do feel that way. And I feel like that that should start with me inside of here, that it should start inside my mind and it should start with the way I think about myself. And then also I should, I should give that to other people and I should, um, I should lend that same, that same favor to them. Right. And so that, yeah. that came through my quick fix. And again, I'm thankful for the, for the thought processes I've learned in the last few years that I feel like have helped me develop in like personally. And it also makes me super excited to think about how much deeper I'll eventually be able to delve into my thoughts that I don't even know I'm aware of, yeah. right? To continue to be more and more aware of them and direct them in the way that serves me best. I love that. And so I, good job, sister. Yes. Thanks, sister. <laughs> and so I asked Andrea to think, because like I said, I wanted you to leave tonight. Yes, we want to have fun and dance and have a great conversation, but I really wanted you to leave with actionable items. So I asked you to think about something that you want a little more clarity on in your life. Um, if no idea has popped up, I'm sure you can think of something later. There's nothing too small or too big. And I asked Andrea to prepare some tips some tips from us, like her top tips. And so she really thought about these and I'm really excited about them. And we've already kind of knocked on your first one, which is, uh, do you want me to say it? People love me because I'm Andrea. Yeah, this goes back to when Allison and I were in high school. We had separate rooms with like our own queen size beds, but every night after she'd fall asleep, I'd go get in her bed with her. And I was always like so confused in the morning why she was like annoyed that I was there. And I was like, but I'm Andrea. You want to cuddle with me? I'm 16 years old and I still want to sleep with my older sister. And she she was like, oh, get out of my bed. <laughs> like a normal teenager would do. Um, yeah, this also has led me this thought like, but I'm Andrea. Everyone loves me to like nurse other people's babies. Like I've nursed all of Allison's children. <laughs> like it's just like the baby's crying. Like they would love if I nursed, like gave some of my like pure milk to their child. This is so wrong. Okay, wait. But also this is one of my favorite stories. My mom has this characteristic, this quality too. And it honestly, I think is one of their biggest secrets of success is it's not just, but people love me because I'm Andrea. It's, but people will want to help me. Oh, people yeah. will be excited to do this thing for oh, me. Oh yeah. And you I, flag guys down on the street and tell them they have big muscles. Can you help me lift this? this is one of like, oh my God. 
gosh, I have huge muscles. I want to help you live this, right? This, like, is, this is my favorite story is Andrea had me help her with an event in San Diego. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm so good. I'm going to come and help. And she, she is so good. Tubby Todd Bath Company. So of course she finds this like super heavy, how much? 400 pound 400 tub. Clawfoot tub. And we drive up to the venue and I'm like, so how are we getting Allison, it? the entire way is like, I don't understand how we're going to get it in the venue. I don't understand. Like having like a panic attack about it. I'm like, sister, calm down. So we see a guy driving by. He has got a cutoff shirt. Clearly he wants his muscles to be noticed. He's like 60. So I stop him. <laughs> he, just like, he's wearing a cutoff shirt. He like, wasn't he driving. He cut was off. on a bike in yeah. his spandex. Yeah. She stops him mid-bike ride. Stops him but then we needed ride. another person. This one didn't go over as well. I went across the street to the Mexican restaurant and a guy was on a date with his girlfriend and I asked him to come help. And he and this other man carried the tub in and they loved it. <laughs> and Allison, no, the best part, Allison is like hiding. She I was, was like hiding. behind I was a, hiding. a rock. Like she's like sweating. And I was like, thanks guys. Here's some bath soap. You guys are the best. And they were like, thanks. I mean, like it was such a great moment for all of us, except for Allison, who literally couldn't handle it. But, um, no, Andrea, there's a part of the story you're forgetting. No, what is it? The guy who was on the date at the Mexican food restaurant, Andrea speaks Spanish. He wasn't as excited. She went into the kitchen oh, yeah. and asked people who were working in the kitchen using her Spanish to leave the kitchen. Like, do you love how she forgot that giant detail That's of the story? so funny. <laughs> Just like, I didn't know this part. <laughs> <laughs> and it it's amazing is, how time will help you forget things. Yeah. yeah. And no. I'm I'm literally over there having a sort of panic attack <laughs> because my idea of hell is inconveniencing people. And we Why were, would I learn Spanish if I wasn't gonna ask the guys to help? Yeah. <laughs> Be a wasted four years in college. Okay. So the whole thing is we're talking about is the idea. I'm still crying. <laughs> how to choose your thoughts. And my first realization is, but I'm Andrea. Everyone loves me. And I told Allison, I was like, I can't tell people that I really think that. But I want you to know that when I was a little kid, I was bad at everything. Like, I'm not joking. Like, our parents put us in, like, private tennis lessons. Like, we played um, a green sleeves duet. <laughs> she was on the flute and I was on the harp. But then at Christmas time, we hadn't learned to know. No, that was Christmas time. No, no, that was Easter. But then by Christmas time, we still hadn't learned another song because we're like not musically talented. So we played What Child Is This, which is the same song, different title. Like, it just was like a series of like losing ASB races, like never being nominated for things. Like, I'm not saying this for people to feel bad about for me because I had like such a wonderful childhood and such a support system, especially with an older sister who always built me up and like this family who loved me and a really a feeling a connection to God that he loved me. And as I got older and got into the real world where really everyone didn't love me that much and wasn't that excited to carry my bathtub. I think I, I think I had established this thought process that, well, no, people will love me if I show them the things about me. It doesn't, I don't have to do anything or be anyone different than just me. Because when I was a little girl and I was bad at everything, people were kind to me and loved me and accepted me. And so when I try something new in my career or with my children, they don't always, they don't always think it's successful. I'm a terrible homemaker, but I feel like people should think I'm a great homemaker and that people in my home love me just because I'm me and I'm showing up. I feel really grateful for more than 
anything in my life for that chance to really have a childhood um, void of any accomplishments because it gave me confidence in just in just being Andrea and not being Andrea who can do any one thing. And that's how every single person should feel when we enter a relationship or a room that I don't have to bring anything or be wearing anything or say anything special. I just have to show up and people will love me. They will. You can think about times when you've been at your lowest and maybe your heaviest or what you thought was your crappiest, didn't have a job or had debt or whatever. And you could think about a circle of people who loved you just because you existed. And that's such a beautiful thought. I love that so much. And here's the thing. If there's a voice in your head that is screaming, like kind of like Andrea was embarrassed at first, like, but I can't think that. Remember that question, but does it serve you to think that? And just like you said, she said that, and this was within this year, my Uber driver essentially gave me the same piece of advice before (laughs) I was going to speak at a conference in Southern California, and I was really anxious. I had just spent the morning listening to Brene Brown speak. Freaking Brene Brown, who is a polished speaker. She spoke somewhere I was, and then it was my turn to go to a different conference and speak, and I felt like a big piece of crap, right? And I'm talking to my Uber driver, and he said, you know, I used to have a hard time with my in-laws, and I just decided to start thinking they love me and they're excited I'm here no matter where I went. We can say, no, I'm going to be full of myself, or no, they don't actually love me, so I'm lying to myself. But again, like, it only serves you to walk into a room filled with assurance and confidence because then you don't need any from anyone else. And I feel like when we need confidence and we need assurance from other people, that's when I start to behave in ways that I don't feel like are my truest self mm-hmm. or my best self. Yeah, and that just limits us from, I mean, think of the things that that you can do, especially in the last few years, I've published two books. And I'm, out of the people in our family, I'd say I'm the least gifted writer, right? But I felt inspired at two different times to write books. Um, One was after I came home from my Mormon mission. Not a perv at my Mormon mission. I can't believe I said that. Oh my gosh. Can you delete that part out of the podcast? Sure, we'll delete it, yeah. Just keep that right here in this room. Um, And the second we published this year with Tubby Todd called You've Got This Mama, and it's a guide for, thanks guys, a guide for um, women to take care of themselves as they're taking care of their little ones. I, I was never terrified putting those books out there, except for when I thought like, why am I not terrified, you know? And then that thought in itself is a horrible thought and I could let go of that one, but I was so grateful that I never felt scared to do that because um, writing those books, whether or not they served a purpose in anyone else's life, have been some of the greatest gifts I've received in my own life. Okay, I've known you for probably 12 years. I didn't know that first tip or I didn't pay attention if you did tell me that one. And it's so funny to know that that was your thought because that is like, to me, that is who Andrea is. She just walked into a room and like, and that's what attracted me to you as well as they can walk into a room and like have so much good energy and just attract. But that's, your life has been, has like manifested your thoughts. I'm serious. Like your tubby tub business, like you just expect everyone's going to love this soap and you treat it that way. And it's not even for men, but I freaking love it. I mean, like... (laughs) 
Yeah. Look at his he beard, guys. Look at his beard. I mean, come on. Yeah, so I just And I just want to throw out there that we were raised by the same people. I grew up in the same family by awesome parents, and I do not feel that way at all. That is not my operating system. I have a complete, my operating system is, I better work harder. I better create more. I better do better. I better achieve more. And all I am trying, so if you don't feel like that, don't like all. But we were talking enter. earlier, there are relationships that you do feel yeah, that in. there are. I, you know, as a child, I might've felt that way. But as I grew up and as a mom or a spouse or in some roles in our business, there are relationships that I feel completely inadequate and completely like everyone hates me no matter what I do. And I'm trying to constantly bring my back, myself back to that spot. Yeah. So we will always hit spots like that in our yeah. life. But I think just like Andrea said, there's probably one area of your life, maybe, where you feel like that. If not, it's still, I want to say something you can learn and work on. And then if you are like Andrea, and that maybe is more of your natural tendency, I love the idea of know that it is possible in this area of my life. And so I do have the power to bring it to this area where I feel like I'm struggling. Yeah. So I love your second tip. You have everything you need right now. Yeah. So this tip came from, it was one of the, like for me, one of the lowest times of my life. We were trying to start Tubby Todd. My husband and I had worked on the development of our first product together, which was a hair and body wash. And he was working full time. And I kept thinking because it was our idea that we had together that we needed to both be on board to do every single step of the way. And, and that we needed, you know, this amount of money. Like I had a checklist of the things we needed to do before we could actually put this product in people's hands. And I remember standing one day in um, Elle Rolly's yard. Elle Rolly owns Solly Baby, and she's one of our closest friends. And I was telling her, you know, I was going through my checklist of all of the reasons why I couldn't launch Tubby Todd that day on Instagram or that day um, through our website on Facebook. Even though we had everything, we had all the pictures, we had the website ready to go. She just looked back at me, and I, I, I'm honest when I say, like, I remember the wind blowing and like my whole body just stopping and she was like you have everything you need right now to make this happen I constantly think about that because we'll make excuses even on our even in our team we were having a management meeting the other day and we had this project we want to do it's a video project and you know me and one other team member were like well, we, we don't have enough money in the budget and we don't have this and there's all these reasons why we can't do that and my dad who's on our board and then also my husband were like you know came back and they were like we have all of these things in front of us we can't make this happen. And I was so grateful for that. It's really living from a place of fear. And I find myself doing that still in our business, even though we're further along than we've ever been. And it's something I constantly fight every single day, you know, with my children and with myself and with our business, making excuses, saying I don't have what I need to actually do what I want to do. I love that. And if we go back to the topic, how choosing better thoughts will yield better results, the thought that you have everything you need that comes from a place of there is enough, there will be enough, we already have enough. So we have power, everything we empowering. need. Empowering. And then you'll yeah. st- you actually start seeing it. You see it, right? Yeah. It manifests it. itself, right? It's already, yeah, if it's already there. And it's not like this idea, like sometimes people get a wrong idea about like, I have everything I need and then I opened this box and there it was, right? It's that you are probably closing doors in your mind to things that are there and when you start to believe it, the doors start to open. Yeah, it completely yeah. changes your journey. Yeah. 
Okay, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. That I was did that good. on purpose. That was really good. Okay. Yeah, you looked a little so, too comfortable over there. Yeah. <laughs> Andrea, we're going to share your third and final. Wait, remember when you said to Jody, I love you and I know you and I know you can do better? <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing about me. I want you to be your best. That is so funny. <laughs> Childhood memory of me on stage, Jody. We have this video of us at like children's chorus. We were like four and we're wearing suspenders. And I'm like, la, 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 like twirling and singing. And Allison's like doing every motion perfectly, like singing with the group. And she's at the same time like, stop it, stop it, like correcting me. Because I'm like, ah, like spinning like the kid who's like not paying attention, was never listening at the practices. And Allison's like, Andrea, Andrea. <laughs> like, there's like so good. Actual video of this. Actual footage. We'll post it. And so I want to get to your third tip and yes. then I want to open it up to Q&A because I want to hear your guys questions so we'll just breeze through this third tip okay, that well, I love. Okay well the third tip is so good because it comes from you sister. Yes. Um, do you want to say it? No you say it girl. I want you to say it how you say it though. But your hair looks really pretty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so whenever anything like super traumatic happens and I'm talking like traumatic like lots of things. Health diagnosis, um, like boyfriends breaking up with you, failing tests, like injuries, Allison will always without fail at some point say something, but your hair looks so pretty. Like <laughs> literally none of that matters, but your hair looks so pretty and it always without fail makes me go, "Really?" Like, you know, <laughs> like does it? And it does. I, it yeah. does, right? And life can be heavy, right? Like it can be really heavy. It can be dark. Like there can be, like I said, like I, you know, during my pregnancies have gone to some pretty dark places. I think it's okay to find that silver lining. You know, when I got the stomach flu, like the violent stomach flu before, a few days before I got married, Allison texted me and she was like, of course you would get the stomach flu right before your wedding so you'd look extra skinny in your wedding dress. You know, like, <laughs> like those. I'm like the most shallow person in the No, world. it's yeah. not, it's not shallow. It's what is it that brings you joy? Well, looking skinny in my wedding dress, yeah, that brought me joy, okay? I don't <laughs> care what really anyone good. says. That's gonna yeah. bring anyone joy. What is it that you can get excited about? Find something to be excited about every single day that will snap you out of a thought process. Megan's here who's worked with us in our office at Tubby Todd and I start ordering lunch at 10 o'clock because like by 10 o'clock I'm tired and I'm hungry and I need something to look forward to. Like and eating at the office is the only part of my day where I eat and there's like not people touching me like at home with my small children and so I really look forward to that and I really value that time and that is ridiculous and costs $12 but it helps take any negative thoughts that I have and turns it towards somewhere I am stoked about. So your hair looks so pretty. I love that. So I want to help you guys. Yeah, let's, that was amazing. I love that. Thanks, Katie. I love your ideas so much. And honestly, thank that, you guys. Those were your ideas. No, but it's been really fun because I've gotten to learn even more about my sister and what makes you the You're incredible so person that you are. And so thank you for sharing that. Thank you for having me. I'm seriously so excited. It's so much this fun. This is so much fun. <laughs> that all night long. Okay. All night. That so, dance off was Michelle. Hell, Nichelle. Yeah. N yeah. Yeah. You did okay. I just no. feel like if I was Nichelle, I'd feel like people are yelling at me all the time. Yeah. So, Nichelle. What the hell, Nichelle? She's fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You picked some questions for us. And remember, sharing is caring. If you read your question, let's, we're going to give that person a lot of love. So who do you have for us, Mama? Megan Butler. Where are you at? Woo! Stand up. Woo! How to 
did you figure out what you wanted to do so clearly? I feel like as an adult who's been raising kids for nine years now, yeah. that that's a struggle that I'm currently dealing with. And no joke, this was my question before I knew the topic. This is amazing. <laughs> okay, first off, did anyone else also have that question? Like, in, no, like, does anyone else want to know the answer to that question? Yeah. Use that as a reminder that you are never alone with your question or your problem. We always like to think our question is just unique to us, but Megan, thank you so much for asking that question because did you hear how many yeses there are? I have a response, but do you I want to hear your response. So when you said, how did you know, like, and I just went like this, like, girl, we don't know. Like, and, and that's, that's like a lie, I think, or a misconception that we can tell ourselves is that person just knew. I think there are a few people who just know. But for me, I don't know if anyone can remember, I've done cookie tutorials. I've done event courses. I sold felt handmade mobile tutorials. That was a rough one. Yeah. <laughs> Those were rough craft On Etsy, I, de I designed people's wedding invitations. I hand-pressed people's wedding invitations. The only way that I have figured out what I want to do is by trying lots of things. Yeah. And you want to know what has blown my mind and like shifted my whole experience in the last six months is I had the realization that what I want to do is help people figure out what they want to do. <laughs> and that's why my journey <laughs> to discovering what I want to do has been so incredibly tumultuous and like... I'm looking around the room. This w wasn't even in existence a year and a half ago, this like whole the podcast. I mean... Right? Yeah. Was. And so I think that is the idea that I can't get started, I can't get clear about the direction of my life until I'm clear and know exactly what I want to do. And we actually have an entire podcast episode we did on that topic, so I'm excited you want to know. But I think the driving principle there is you don't know until you start trying things. And for me, the idea that I have shifted and tried so many different things, I used to tell that story like, well, I'm just an idiot, and then I tried this, and then I just get crazy, and I tried this thing. And then I checked how I was like, communicating that and I was like I'm not an idiot I sometimes I'm an idiot but like I wasn't I was trying my hardest at all times and gave everything I had to every project and I really believe that the reason it didn't click for about 10 years is because how much more of effective teacher I can be because it took me 10 years to figure it out and how much more empathy I have and so many different experiences. So like if I wanted to give Megan an action item tonight, which I do, I would say you just got to start trying one thing. And I love what Andrea said is the, I think always the best thing to start with is something you're excited about. Yeah. And if you're not excited about anything, then get excited about doing some more self-care. Does that sound good? Yeah. Oh good. Okay. I love you. Yes. Okay. Did I do good? You did so well. Okay. Do you have anything you want to add or next question? Well, I love what you said, something you're excited about. And also something that our dad often says um, is think of something you're already doing. And that, you know, for us at Tubby Todd, my husband and I actually had a marketing business together where it was something that he started where he sold daily deals. I forgot about like, that. Relationships, so like we'd set up daily deal site deals for like like if you sold Tubby Todd and you wanted to be on like Groupon, we'd help you organize that. And I was running it and I hated it, but I liked the idea 
of being able to do marketing. Like I knew the marketing piece that I liked, right? And so then from there, we dove deeper into that. And we also had this need at the same time for natural bath products. And that's how it came together. So identifying the one thing, like you're saying, that you're excited about. It's just the same thing you said, I guess. No, no, no. But I love the, sister, I love the insight you added (laughs) that so often we think we need to go out and find a new thing. Right. And it's always any possibilities or options uh, or projects that you're going to have like a month or two from now are not going to come from a magical email in your inbox that changes your life. No. It's going to come from a project or something that you're actively engaged in right now. Yeah. So if you're not actively engaged in anything, then get started in something. Or I think the idea is if you're doing something, just dive in a little bit deeper and give it a little bit more. And by yourself. something, it could be volunteer work. It could yes. be taking care of your children. It could be, I mean, those are things that are worth yeah worth diving into i love it let's get the next question hi i'm Haley. if your business brings other people joy how do you not get stuck in the trap of other people's joy being the measure of your success i feel like you would be good at this well <clears throat> i think uh any anytime you have a business question like you've taught this it, it relates back to your personal life so i guess i would ask do you feel this in your personal life as well do you, do you base your value off how... Uh, yeah, completely. Yeah, so I've watched um, and that's her... that's hard. I've literally watched her go through this. And that's why I wanted to ask, because every that's why I've followed you for three years, is because I see Thank somebody you. whose well can be run dry if you overgive. Yeah. And I've seen you be successful in your business and I just look at you and I'm like, how do you do that? (laughs) Well, thank you so much. And if you've been around for three years, you also probably just came in at the tail end of me like crashing and burning. Oh, I saw it. Yeah. Right? (laughs) Right? It was magnificent. (laughs) And honestly, that's the part, like the glitter is great, but like that's the part that I think is awesome. awesome. And sharing that. So, oh, so yeah, what I was saying is it's, it's, yeah, what what happens in our business life or other aspects just starts with who we are as a person. Person. I don't have, I mean, we, I think we all have this problem. I don't struggle as much as you struggle with it. Yeah. The idea, I think, is this. I do measure the success of the podcast in lots of different ways. There's different measures of success. I measure the success of an Instagram post in lots of different ways. I measure the success of a relationship in lots of different ways. And so I think the first tip for me, I do for myself, and we do this in Allison's Brand School. Like that's what Allison's Brand School is about, is essentially how to do what you love and also have a fulfilled life so you're not crashing and burning and how to scale that. What? Can you teach in Portland? Yes. No. But um, (laughs) I'll teach you right now. So clear definitions equal freedom. So first you need to really actually define what success is. And if your only definition of success is that other people find joy, that is, like Andrea said, trying to control something that you can't control. And if you are a person who likes helping other people, you probably are naturally pretty good at it. And when we're, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And when you're naturally good at something, it worms its way into your brain like, this is something I can control. I can control the feelings of these people. Mm. And so kind of the rosy colored vision of that is this resonating? Like you're like, oh yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm a psychic. No, <laughs> the rosy colored version of that is like, I just want people to feel joy. But what you're actually doing is trying to control people's feelings. Right. That's it. Right. So the measure of success, yes. Do I measure the success of the podcast on the direct messages and the emails of I listened and it changed my life for the better? Definitely. It resonates with me. It feeds a certain part of my ego, right? Mm. But at the end of the day, 
I have to ask myself, do I feel like I'm being the best version of myself and adhering to my values when I do this? Right. And so having those defined, that's how I do it now. And that's how I do it. Yeah. And backstage, right before we come out, you guys, I still have so much anxiety before I come up on stage. Not as much as I had on Monday. And that's what's been so cool about being able to do this tour is I did not have the luxury of having a nervous breakdown. I didn't have the luxury. I had like a complete breakdown before the first podcast tour and then a little bit of a like short circuit afterwards. And I had to like use every tip and tool that I've been teaching now for the past almost two years on the podcast to fight, literally fight to not just crash and burn. I might've cried and threw a mini tantrum at the airport with my team, but like I came back pretty quick. <laughs> and it's because I said to Eric right before we came out, it's not about me. What I want to do out there is help anyone like shift a thought and that's all we're doing tonight. That's it. And then I have to bring what I believe is my best version and then I have to walk away from the result. Yeah. So, so that's it. Did and, that help in some way? And then yeah. she has Good. to accept the results. Like, yeah. like we, t we talked, so <laughs> dun, dun, we, we, we talked about this in depth, the first podcast. Um, like, like just like picture me like literally like pacing back and forth in a room, yeah, like just doing weird nervous tick habits as like he talks this through. And then also we don't get to go to a place where like, well, my husband doesn't know how to talk it through for me. Then you get a therapist because I also went and saw my therapist before I came on tour mm -hmm. to get tips from him on this is going to be a really stressful time And the for massage me. therapist. Oh, I went to my physical therapist, <laughs> therapist, like so much therapy. But do you remember, do you remember we visualized like... When you like, I've released so many albums and like so many pieces of art, and it's vulnerable to do that and whatever to release something. And we visualize just throwing it out into the wind, like I throwing this. this like ball of love like off a cruise ship into the ocean because it's out there and you can't go get it; it's gone. Like you just have to visualize. V visualizations are really powerful if you use yeah. it correctly. To visualize that and attach to your your emotions and your expectations to that, I would highly suggest just visualize throwing your love out to the world, and it's out there, and you can't no you can't control how people take it, but You're it's not out there. Expecting anything in yeah, return. you can't get anything back. And, and I think the reason why that is true and ask yourself, like, does that serve me is because true love is unconditional. It is without the condition that you have to receive it in this way. Yeah. And that goes like straight back right for yourself. You Thank got you. it. I love you. Thank you. You got it, Haley. Yeah. Haley. Okay. We have time for one more. Um, Katie Lindsay. Are you here? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I loved the podcast that you did with your mom. Um, what would you say is the best one or two um, things that your parents did to encourage you both to be so creative and dare to follow your dreams? And Andrea kind of talked about this already, but... Yeah. yeah. So my parents, our parents... Yeah, yeah. Are, yeah, ours, um, are both creative individuals and are always doing something. My mom uh, was supposed to be here tonight, but on Monday we went to the movies together and she like, her knee went out and then she realized that she's gonna have to have two knee replacements. And when I called her yesterday to check on her and see how she was doing, she said, well, I just got uh, my book back that she just published another book on um, the New Testament, I think it is. And I just read the whole thing while I was in bed today. And I thought, 
holy crap, here's this woman strung out on Oxycontin probably because she is in so much pain. She was in so much pain that she passed out so many times I had to call an ambulance at the movie theater. It was like the most bizarre experience of my life. And she the next day is sitting there editing her book and thinking of ways that she can market it. And not because she um, needs the money or because she has an ego, but because she has a message to share. And her message is about how to make reading the New Testament fun and... um, she was always working on something. So even though she wasn't the breadwinner, she always had a project. And my dad had different projects. And they also had projects together, and they still do. It was fun. It was fun as a kid. You know, we, we always had projects that we did, little businesses together as kids. And um, it brings a lot of highs and lows, I'll be honest. Lots of highs and lows for the in-laws, but <laughs> never a dull moment at the house. But they were always working on something and keeping themselves active. And I think that's the best example you can set for your kids is what, how do you spend your time? Yeah, and I think so often when we think about raising kids, but what do we say about kids? Yeah, right? Nobody cares about your kids, but we care about this. I care about your kids, guys. Yeah. And I care about what type of bath soap they're using, guys. <laughs> I've done, like, no product plugs. Come I know. On. Come on. Do it. You have, like, a million downloads? I mean, what am I doing wasting my time up here? I'm not even a businesswoman anymore. I'm just talking about my feelings. You've changed me. When we think about raising our children, it's like, what can I do for them? But like Andrea said, it always is what can you do for yourself? Because that example and like how you live your life, like statistically there's been research on this, that is the highest indicator of like how to raise a happy child is essentially like your emotional intelligence as an adult and how you live your life. And now that I have three kids and I'm just honestly a little bit older, I'm able to recognize lots of things my mom didn't do. She didn't always talk about her looks in front of us. She didn't always talk about her body. Here's another one she would always say, but guys like girls with big butts. And we're like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) So I have my fifth piece of pizza, my fifth piece of pizza before the show. That was Um, I regretted that later. Never in the mirror, like pulling back yeah. wrinkles. I mean, it's just really interesting to think of all the things that she didn't do. Another thing that my mom always did is she talked to us like adults. Mm-hmm. She talked to us like we had a lot of potential. And one thing that is really big in the Faulkner household is you speak kindly. You speak kindly. We, my dad, we're all very sensitive people, and <laughs> we don't we we don't tease each other. We don't te- like we have fun. We're not like all overly stuffy, but we really don't cut one another down. And even as children growing up, when we would start to, my dad would kind of fly in and be like, "We don't talk to each other like that. The rest of the world is going to drag you down. Home is not a place where we drag each other down." I have that attitude with. My children, I have that attitude with my husband's um, husband. <laughs> I have something to tell you. <laughs> He's fine with it. <laughs> yeah, it's Utah. Uh, do you know that I actually know the word for a woman with multiple husbands because it interests me? It's polyandry. She's no, researched it. Just the feminist in yeah. me. But it's something that I don't think all of us were lucky enough to have modeled. 
And so that's why I think it's so awesome and I'm excited to have a platform to share it is maybe you didn't have people speaking kindly to you modeled for you. It's something that you need to work on, but it's definitely something we can work on. It's not a talent that cannot be learned. It's not a talent that cannot be earned. It is something that we can work on speaking kindly. And I really think that's probably one of the greatest gifts that has instilled that confidence in the children is when I would suggest an idea, nobody ever said, well, that sounds stupid. I mean, we're just really, really, really lucky that that's how we were raised. Also, every time I call my mom for parenting advice, she's like, I don't know. I can't remember what we did. And I'm like, mom, what are you talking about? Like, it's nice. She's like, Andrea, honestly, we were just, we were just doing our best, you know? And so that gives me a lot of confidence too, that I will. I won't remember what I did, anyways. Yeah, so there we go. yeah. <laughs> we're we're mostly brain dead. Yeah. All right, Andrea. This has been amazing. This has been so fun. Thank- we seriously should do this every night. Oh, that was so much fun. Seattle was the best, and one of the reasons Seattle was so fun is because. Do you remember the pie? Eric? Yes. Do you remember? So Snohomish Pies, which also is just fun to say, they were our treat partner in Seattle, and they made these adorable individual pies for everybody. They were fancy. They were so fancy. But then they made me my own pie. Oh, yeah. I remember that. And it was this appleberry crumb pie. And I have been thinking about the pie. I have truly been obsessing about that pie. I keep meaning to reach out to them. This is my passive way of doing it, of saying, will you guys like mail me a pie. I'm super <laughs> like I'm super happy to pay for it. Like if you are in Seattle, you have to try Snohomish Pies Co. Um, you can find them on Instagram at Snohomish Pie Co. Um, it's S N O H O M I S H P I E C O. Ooh, did you get that? Got it. And then our other super fun partner, partnering with all the treats in all the cities, was the best. Do you remember the cute little Nora's macarons in Phoenix? Oh, yeah. Like, was she 11 or something? She Yeah, she was under 13. I can't remember yeah. her exact age. She was so sweet. Her and her mom made hundreds and hundreds of macarons, and they were so good. That's right. And I shared about her on Allison's Brand School because she's such a mini boss babe, and it was so fun. So be sure to look her up and cheer her on, especially my girls in Arizona, at Nora's Macarons, and that's N-O-R-A-S-M-A-C-A-R-O-N-S. Woo! I did a really good job spelling all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, this is sad because it's all over now. Are, you're not even sad. Um, you know what? I'm just looking forward to the next one. The Super Duper Fly podcast tour was so much fun. And we had a really cool work at work book that I've told you guys about a million times. But if you want it, you can text direction to 31996. And then other than that, the only other thing that you maybe missed out on is that Perfectly Posh was at all of our stops. And we have been sending out custom fanny packs full of amazing Perfectly Posh product to pamper our listeners. And Eric has been choosing reviews. So after this review, leave. So after this episode, if you leave a review, like for the next one, we do have one more custom fanny pack. And then we also just have some leftover product we'll be adding into the packages for the next little bit for anyone who leaves a review. The reviews help us so much. They help share about the podcast. So Eric, are you going to read one or what? This is from Elizabeth B. Episode 70 literally rocked my world. Yes. Gabby and Jordan spoke to my soul. 
I am pregnant with baby five and I've been having a bit of a midlife crisis. Don't get me wrong. I freaking love my kids and I'm ready to welcome my fourth son into this world, but I feel extremely drained. I have this vision of what I know I can be. And when I compare that person with the person I am now, they don't match. This episode was so empowering and gave me the hope that I can be the person I know I can be. Thank you. I love you, Allison. Oh, wait, that was Elizabeth? Elizabeth B. Elizabeth, congratulations. I am so excited that we get to send you, of all people, pregnant with your fifth child. Some um, products to pamper you. And you know who also is going to want to send you some products is Miss Andrea Faulkner Williams of Tubby Todd. So be sure to send an email to awesomewithallison at theallisonshow.com. And Elizabeth, I will be sure to send that info with my sister Andrea at Tubby Todd because her baby products are phenomenal and you're going to need them for your little one. You guys, thank you for listening to all of these podcasts on how to get clear about the direction of your life. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for sharing about the podcast. Thank you for letting us share about the partners that we've carefully chosen to work with to help support the podcast. And also, speaking of, I hope that I see your comments and sharing about what you've learned um, on Instagram and Instagram stories so we can pick a winner to win some flight vouchers, 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 vouchers from Alaska Air. And Eric, I asked him this the other week. Are you kind of excited, though, that these are done so we can get back to just me and you talking? I forgot what I said. And I said, what I do you, said, do you even that? miss talking? And I said, I don't. Well, you said, I never I, miss talking. I, never, <laughs> I love how you can't even talk about missing talking. You don't even remember what you said. I can't remember what I said. But my heart was there when I said Yeah, it. his heart was really in it. Whatever. Everybody knows that Eric loves to share his thoughts on the podcast. It's his favorite thing to do. Uh, I want to thank you guys again for being here. Thanks, Eric, for having me. <laughs> hey, thanks for coming. In your studio. <laughs> thanks for tolerating all the talking I do. I really appreciate it. You're so welcome. And I want to remind you guys that only you can be you and you're already as awesome as you need to be. What song are you going to take us out on? This is called Mellow Gold from Pleasant Pictures Music Club. Mm.